Koppel, host of the Time for Coffee podcast, where you get firsthand career advice into the jobs and industries that interest you the most. And before we start today's show, I have a quick favor to ask you. If you haven't already, I'd be incredibly grateful if you give us a rating and a review on iTunes. And if you're like me, you need to do it now because you'll forget later and because it's the best way to help others who may be in search of career advice to find this free resource. So press pause if you haven't done it and do it right now. I'll wait. Thanks so much and enjoy today's show. Hey there, Java Junkies. Welcome to another K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. By the way, K-Cups come in three sizes, single, double, and triple shots, or roughly one minute, five minutes, or ten minutes in length. So if you don't have time to throw back an entire caffeinated career conversation, these K-Cup mini episodes of T4C can give you a quick caffeinated fix, whether you're on the go or you only have a few minutes to binge. So grab your mug and take a chug, because it's time for a caffeinated career triple shot K-Cup with my guest, Anish Raman. I want to just jump ahead now. Because I think, Anish, for our young listeners who may be thinking at this point, those who are graduating in May of 2022, I don't want to make a mistake. I need to pick the right first job in the right industry so that I can build my narrative and my professional brand. What would you want to tell them? Make a mistake. The best way to build your career is to embrace failure, to embrace messiness, to seek out mistakes. Because you're going to learn a lot more about what you want to do by learning what you don't want to do. And nothing but life will help unlock those answers. Now, I think about, there's two quotes I think about. If Obama and the worry less about what you want to be and more about what you want to do is kind of a foundational piece. There's then the kind of like, what do you do with it? But even even before that, as stressful as this is, and I know it is for kids who are coming into this really complex and evolving labor market, Bill Clinton has a quote where he's asked it at an event by a 20-year-old, what advice would you give to your 20-year-old self? And I'll never forget what he said. He said, it doesn't take long to live a life. And the fuller it is, the faster it goes. All of you are part of a relatively recent phenomenon in human history. You can choose what to do with your waking hours. Most of the people who have ever lived before, just a couple hundred years ago, never had that choice. So that's a quote. Now, there's something really powerful there. For most of human history, people were born into what they did. So that absolved them of the stress of having to figure out what they were meant to do and how to have the perfect career because it was figured out for them. Your parents were blacksmiths, you're going to be a blacksmith. Your parents were farmers, you're going to be a farmer. It's only recently that people have been able to start thinking about, well, what do I actually want to do? And even then, it's been isolated to kind of privileged community. But we're so normalized to it that it just gets stressful. But we forget what a privilege it is. If you go across the span of human history and the history of work, what a privilege it is to be able to choose what to do with your waking hours. So treat it as a privilege. How do you operationalize that? Then I go to this quote from Atul Gawande, who was asked something similar as President Clinton at a Harvard event. What advice would you have 
for your younger self. And he says, before the age of 40, say yes to everything. After 40, say no to everything. <laughs> so that's kind of like a, a crash marker that you can use. And it worked for me. And so I've embraced it maybe with some bias because it timed out such that I was at LinkedIn right around 40. Take risks, make mistakes, fail to learn across your 20s. In your 30s, like you're starting to now with those mistakes, with those failures, have a really better educated view about the skill set you have, the type of places you want to be at, the type of issues you want to impact. And then by the time you're getting to 40, you're starting to get more deliberate so that you can be a senior leader if you want, and that you are able to now start to build some consistency. And I will say, this has been literally true for me. A lot of what I did before 40 was say yes to stuff. Because I, I kind of understood to the Steve Jobs point in my gut that these were dots that were going to connect, even though I didn't see how necessarily at the moment. But I, and then after 40, like now I get incoming about job opportunities that I'm reflexively able to say no to. They don't make sense for what I'm trying to do because I know skill set is explanatory storytelling, building campaigns, issues, economic opportunity type of organization is one with scale. There are very few places that can give me all three of those. So I say no now to the same amount of incoming that I used to say yes to because I was trying to figure out who I was and what I was trying to be. So it's stressful. I have total empathy for that and concede that. But never forget the privilege that you have as a person to consider what to do with your waking hours and practice self-grace and self-love. You don't. It is impossible to have it all figured out right now. So don't even pretend that that's what you're trying to do. Give yourself a decade to better understand what you want to do by looking for mistakes, looking for failures. If those aren't happening in your 20s, you need to put yourself in new environments because that's the, the decade where you're most positioned to absorb risk. So optimize your risk. But you have till 40 and even probably later as we all live longer um, hey, to start Anish. to figure stuff out in terms of long-term path. Yep. I was fired twice in my 40s. So trust me, you can still, yeah, recover. <laughs> you can still recover from failures in your yeah. 40s. But yeah. I actually want to ask you about maybe it was when you were in your 20s to share a time in your professional life when you failed. This is a question I try to ask all oh, of us. And it is yeah. less important to get into necessarily the minutia of the failure or the face planting and more important, how you persevered and if there was a lesson yeah. that you may have learned in the process. Yeah. I mean, well, that last bit's the most important, right? Curiosity. I talked about that as, as a driving impulse for me. I love failure. I absolutely love failure. And the reason why is because I am always able to learn a lot more from failure than from success. When you have a failure, it's easier to deconstruct it and to learn from it than when you have a success. Because when you have a success, it's harder to reverse engineer what exactly happened and why did it work the way it worked. But a failure is easier to reverse engineer. So I love failures. I have had them across all of my jobs in ways that were really instrumental in me building my jobs. I mean, I'll give you one at Treasury. I talked about that AIG testimony as an example. Well, early on, New speechwriter, new person I'm working with, Secretary Geithner is about to speak before Obama at some event around rescuing the auto industry. And like, I didn't know exactly how he wanted stuff. I didn't know exactly what the auto package was and all that. And so I thought I did a really good job of putting together some talking points. And on Sunday morning, I get an email from his 
personal aid out to a whole group of people, not just me, but all my bosses saying, this is not anything close to what he wants. He wants to know who among you feels like this is something that is right for him to say. And I just remember, okay, I'm going back into work today. And so I still remember walking down, I lived at 7th and Penn, walking down Pennsylvania Avenue, knowing I just did something really messed, I, I messed up in a big way, but not knowing anything other than to go and fix it. And in fixing it, I uncovered all these good learnings about how to get stuff to him, how he wants to talk about stuff, how to make sure it matches with what others are going to talk about, what it means when he's speaking before the president and how that bar is different. So that's like one of my favorite failures because it was one of those where it was early in speech writing and and it could have been one where I just decided, oh, I can't do this. But instead, I, I just said, okay, let me go back at this. But I will just say failures are everything. I mean, another failure, I, I went too far away from comp. In the startups, I was more and more focused on growth marketing. And suddenly I was like becoming in charge of user growth that was going to be entirely dependent on growth marketing. That's a whole nother career and skill set than anything I had or wanted to be. And it was really tough conversations with the CEO of like, our growth numbers are not hitting there. Do you feel like you're equipped for it? And I didn't want to admit that I wasn't. But then at some point, I finally realized, no, I'm failing at this. And that's okay. I actually don't want to get better at this. This is a bridge too far from where I want my career to be. And so then I left and went to Facebook. And so failures are the best. Failures will teach you more about life, about yourself, and about your career growth than anything else. If you're not failing a lot, you're not learning enough. You know, one way I think about it is we often measure life linearly. It's about the scope of life from when we're a kid to when we're old and all the years in between. I think you should measure life as well by depth. And by the ways you are better understanding yourself, better understanding the meaning of life for you, all of these things that aren't about the passage of time, but are about the depths of understanding. And if you think of it that way, there's no better way to go deep than failure. Thanks for tuning in to this K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. If you want to listen to our entire caffeinated career conversation, please check out the show notes for this episode. Thanks so much for listening to this latest episode of T4C. And if you're interested in learning more about my coaching services for confused college students and recent grads, feel free to check out the Time for Coffee website under the coaching tab at time, the number four, coffee.org or text me at 202-236-5712. That's 202-236-5712. Thank you.